Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Shantae. And as I did with Reverend Naomi's episode, I have to give a disclaimer about Dr. Kenya's episode. Dr. Kenya Ayers Palmore is a giant in my life. I have no other explanation for our paths crossing other than God brought us together. We were destined to meet. She's the only boss or supervisor person that I've ever worked for where it never felt like work. I always felt like it was iron sharpening iron. She and I have such a tremendous respect for one another. And this is one of those episodes where it's going to feel very much, very much like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. The caliber of the conversation is just that. And you will know that within the first two, three minutes of hearing Dr. Kenya, you will know it. She has a voice for radio. She draws you in and the insights of the scripture, the way that the spirit worked between her and I throughout this conversation is one that you will come back to again and again. I can assure you there are some gems dropped here. And so without further ado, we will end the Promise Keeper series with a dear friend and a giant in my life, Dr. Kenya Ayers Palmore. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. This is the podcast all about loving God and living well. I am Dr. Shantae, your host, and we have come to the end of the road. Um, Well, at least for 2020, we've come to the end of this series, and we are in the middle of the Promise Keeper series. If you are new to this podcast, we are a series-based podcast, and so we are at the end of our Promise Keeper series, and I am extremely delighted and blessed to have been able to get an inch of time on this woman's schedule for her to come and bless us on this podcast. And the best part is she's actually a listener of the podcast. So I am pleased to introduce Dr. Kenya Ayers Palmore from Tarrant County, Texas. She is a college president. She is a minister. She is a motivational leader and dynamic speaker and servant leader. And she's my mentor. I used to work for her at my old, well, at her old college. And now we are just kindred spirits. So welcome to the show, Dr. Kenya. Dr. Shante, that is one old introduction. It is my joy, my delight, my uh, deep down pleasure to be here. And it is always my pleasure to see you seated in the heart of your success. I'm proud of you. Y'all see what I mean? You see how she just presents things, you know, and just you feel it in your shundo. I know I feel it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Real talk. Real, Real talk. talk. So, Dr. Kenya, you have listened to the Promise Keeper series, and it seems as though the real conundrum for the listener, for the believer, is really the difference between knowing and knowing, right? That head knowledge versus that heart knowledge, that conviction that allows us to be confident and move confidently forward. And I want to know, as you listen to, you know, parts one and two, what is the things or something that jumped out for you in the series so far? You challenged me, Dr. Shante, and that is not a new occurrence. You have been doing that since we first met. But when you talked about the the definition of spiritual confidence and this idea of 
knowing what you know that you know in your knower and no one can convince you otherwise. That just, um, you talk about something down in the Shondo, that, that was challenging. And even for those, whether you're a new believer, I think new believers think that they are the only ones uh, that have doubts, but you know, we as seasoned believers clearly um, find ourselves in the same place. And so um, speaking to that thing, calling it out and then challenging us to rise above it has been incredible about this series and that you didn't just leave it there, but that you helped people move forward beyond even the, the series it has been awesome. Thank you for that. And actually, as you were saying that, I remember John the Baptist sending a message to Jesus from jail saying, hey, are you the one or shall we one? look for another? another. Mm-hmm. And listeners, the, the, the importance of that piece is when I tell you John the Baptist was a Christian among Christians, he mm-hmm. was devoted, he was dedicated, he was convinced mm-hmm. and convicted and compelled. I mean, he he walked the walk. And talk the talk. He was the forerunner uh, for Jesus, the Christ. And even he got to a point in his life, Mm -hmm. in his ministry, where he was like, so Jesus. (laughs) For real, though. (laughs) For for, for real, though. um, Are you that guy? Or or do we have to look for, for somebody else? And I think that that is actually timely. Uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of where we are in this season of 2020 which has been (laughs) something (laughs) it has been something um Mm. tremendous losses tremendous setbacks tremendous disappointments tremendous limitations and restrictions and i'm sure even seasoned christians are looking at the lord like so what is supposed to be the big takeaway out of all of this, which brings us to the promises themselves. And so as we have kind of navigated through this year as best we can, what are the promises that you've been able to hold on to throughout this pandemic uh, where God has, has spoken to your heart directly? Isaiah 26 and three, one of my favorite promises, which is where God promises us that um, he will keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him, not on the losses, disappointments, setbacks, restrictions, but on him because our minds are stayed focused on him, um, that he will get us through. And my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, not my, my checkbook, my bank account, my what I see in front of me, but that he will supply all of my needs. Um, Ephesians, of course, familiar passage of scripture, 3, 20 and 21. Um, I serve the God who does exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or imagine. And, and I've been asking way too small. So if you ask me about 2020 personally, it has been, like the Ohio player said, it's been a roller coaster. It has been, well, uh, you know, wow. Mm. <laughs> we buried my dad January 4th. Um, I lost a, a and I'm a daddy's girl at 50 <clears throat> years old. I'm a daddy's girl. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> and, uh, well, yeah, a cousin to COVID in March. And I mean, favorite cousin. He was like Norm on Cheers. He walked in and everybody, he literally walked into my grandfather's funeral and everybody was like, Jojo, he's that guy. But I also got married this year at 50 years old. 
fascinating twists and turns. I, um, it has been like a hold on, but the scripture has been it. When everything else fades away, what do we know for sure? God's hands really are unchanging. He says, hold on, I will establish you with my firm right hand. I love that. And that actually puts a few things in perspective. Uh, first of all, God's promises are yes and amen, mm -hmm. but you have to read the fine print. Thank so <laughs> one of the scriptures that people love to quote is, if my people who are called by my name, you know, will humble themselves and pray, then I will this and then I will that. You got to turn. Right. So th th there's conditions attached to it. Yes, you know, there's there's a part that we have to do. And even your scripture that you just offered right now, he'll keep you in perfect peace if <laughs> if, if, if your you mind is right. stayed on on him. on him. And I think that what this has revealed to me is that the enemy doesn't play fair. He is relentless and his, you're talking about somebody committed to purpose. I mean, he is committed to purpose mm -hmm. to throw every single possible obstacle that he can conjure that God will allow to mm -hmm. make you doubt God at his word, to make you doubt the promises of God, to make you say, hmm, is this really what it's all about and i'm reminded of job's wife who said you know what curse <laughs> you need to curse god and die like th this ain't it okay and so we're talking about you know tremendous losses and and high highs and low lows i think mm -hmm. that that is the key to all of it is of god's promises is yes these things have been promised but what do i have to do that's right what do i have to do in order to to tap into that I remember I said this once, I think on social media, and I said, you know, money is only as good as your willingness to deposit the check. You know, like somebody could cut you a check for a thousand dollars and you'd be like, oh my goodness, thank you so much for this money. And until and unless you press your way to the currency exchange or to the bank or what have you, there has to be a transaction that occurs in order for you to get the full benefit of that check. And I think a lot of times we're looking at the promises of God, like, oh, look at that check. Look at all, you know, I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I'm going to be the first and not the last, you know, and all of those wonderful things, peace and love and joy. And we seem to miss <laughs> the part where we okay. actually have to go to the bank and make the actual transaction. Okay, I got like four thoughts on that. Let me let me start with the first one. I'm reminded of uh, a favorite scripture that you shared in the series. That is, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And you were talking about the enemy and how relentless uh, he is. And, and what I just heard in my spirit was, what if we were equally committed to trusting God? What if mm. our <laughs> perseverance, our commitment, our ability to be resolute were as equal or even more so than his um, attacks and his fiery darts. The second thing you made me think of um, when you were talking about checks and, and God's promises, right? So without faith, it's impossible to please him. One thing the Lord told me once, I was, um, it's funny, I was at um, the church I went to in Michigan at the time and I was serving on the trustee board and God said, my promises are true, right? You referenced uh, Numbers 23. 
um, God, 23, 19, God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, right? Yes, yes. The Lord said to me, uh, my promises are like a check you can take to the bank. Now, what occurred to me is that in some cases, and this is because I was sitting on the trustee board watching <clears throat> the saints checks bounce, is that, um, well, you know, well, part of the reason why <laughs> we struggle um, to understand that is because we know our own stuff isn't that trustworthy. Our own promises, our own words aren't that reliable. So we have a hard time imagining that God could, and I don't see him, that he could really be true. Or um, we see the circumstances and the circumstances are such that if I was in charge of the universe, there's no way that I could move these things around and make something come to pass. So how could God? It's arrogance on our part to even put ourselves in the same universe of thinking with God. Yes and amen. And as you were talking, I'm reminded of a quote that I'm sure I've shared on this podcast more than once. Um, and I wish I could give proper attribution because once I saw it, I've just never forgotten it. And it was... It was really about a woman, but I've generalized that to people. And the quote was, a woman will never allow in another woman what she does not allow in herself. And that struck me. I said, you know, that's people in general. People will not allow in other people what they don't allow in themselves. And so if you are not a confident person, it bothers you when other people are confident. It, it, it's a trigger for you somehow. It, it kind of pricks your spirit a little bit. If you are not outgoing and loving and personable, you know, and you see somebody that's outgoing and loving and personable, and then you think you're like, oh, they're doing too much and, and that sort of thing. And as you were speaking, I believe you are absolutely right. We put God in those same limited, finite terms. Well, I know what my track record is. I know what my transaction history is. I mm. know what my spiritual credit score is. Ooh, ooh. You know, you I there. Know, you did. Right. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I know what my spiritual credit score is. And I know the way that if, if I was looking at it from my perspective, there's no way, there's no way, as the Bible says, what is that scripture that says, for a good man, maybe some would die, you know, per adventure, you know, if, mm -hmm. if he was a good dude, somebody might, you know, lay their life on the line, but greater love has mm -hmm. no man, no man. Mm -hmm. than he who would lay down his life for a friend, for a friend. For a friend. And we know that we don't have that capacity to, to love people like that. You know, it just, it's not in us like that. We are, are creatures of self-preservation. And so because we think about who we are, we then put those personifications on God. And because we do that, not only are That's we limiting right. our own blessings, but we're also limiting him. Mm. Can he be limited? He cannot, you know, so... From a theological perspective, I have, there are things that God says that he cannot do. Okay. All right. Break it down. So Bible says he cannot lie. Mm -hmm. The Bible also says, and I'm thinking about Psalm 66, you know, if I regard iniquity in my heart, mm -hmm. the Lord will not hear me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So God has principles and guidelines. You know, he has a strict code of, of conduct as it were. Wait, God has good boundaries? He, girl, yes. God has great boundaries. And mm -hmm. one, said, one said boundary is the faith piece. And so mm. when we start to 
look at God and view God's ability and his power to move in our lives and to keep our promises through the lens of our limited capacity of Mm -hmm. what we can do, then that to me indicates a lack of faith. And without faith, it's impossible. Jesus said all throughout the New Testament, your faith, Mm -hmm. your faith has made you well. Take up your bed and walk, you know, because your Mm -hmm. faith and according to your faith, uh, be it unto you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that we miss. And so for those of us that are not experiencing the full benefit of God's promises, part of it is it may not just be time yet for that promise to to come to fruition. Okay. Like that, that, that cake is still baking, but for others, it Mm -hmm. is because you, you have limited your blessings because you have limited your faith. Mm. So I'm hearing this is an opportunity as we're moving into a new year. I hear you inviting us to take the limits off, um, that, um, you are inviting us to stop (laughs) trying to put limitations on God that don't exist that um, I also hear you saying, quit putting human personification on our invincible God. Okay. So now that I have you on the line, as they say. Yes, ma'am. Where are we going? We are going full circle. So I need to update you. So listeners, I do talk to Kenya off the air. Like we talk, we connect we're Uh-oh. in each other's lives. As Where are you going? <laughs> and I remember. Yes, ma'am. I remember. I, I shared this on the podcast about how bent out of shape I was about sabbatical and not getting that application approved. And then, you know, but Uh this was before I knew that COVID was coming down the pipeline. And Mm -hmm. so guess who ends up getting a sabbatical anyway? Because I haven't set foot on campus, you know, in almost a year. And by the time we get back to campus, it'll be over Mm -hmm. a year. And instead of getting paid my base salary, like I would have been getting paid on sabbatical, God didn't just, you know. Exceedingly. Exceedingly and abundantly. But more than that, I was rubbed raw by the fact that I thought that my project had so much merit and relevance for the direction of the college. And Mm -hmm. I was disappointed that the committee did not see what I saw. Mm -hmm. So I get a call from my new dean a couple of weeks ago (laughs) saying that the state of Illinois is offering innovation grants for developmental education and my sabbatical project that had gotten passed over was the first thing that came to her mind and now we have a new provost so we're in love under new management and so my boss took it to her boss and her boss said oh I think that's that is wonderful and then that boss took it to the grants department and so long story short What I was willing to do at base salary and for free and really just for the good of the order now, now has been submitted with a great opportunity. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be funded almost to the tune of $25,000. And I said, ha, you know, those are five figures. That part, that part, please do. I was just talking to my mother about this. Say these words with me, Dr. Shantae. And we know. And we know. No, we think, we imagine, we hope. No, Mm. we know that all things. Talk about it. Are working together for our good. This is the thing in his glory that we think we know best. See, in our humanness, we only have a slice of the pie. We don't have the whole picture. 
we don't have the whole picture. We think we got it all worked out and we know best. We don't know best. All you can do, you know, the, the old folks used to say, when you have done your best, let Jesus do the rest. And it, it, he'll never disappoint your soul. He will not. Um, I referenced getting married this year. When I tell you I fell for this guy at 11 years old, he did not fall for me. He says, yeah, I liked you. He liked me. He thought I was cute. You was cool and all. I was cool and all. But well, he was 13. Know. And so he was looking at the 15 and 16 year olds. I, we, I never, mm-hmm, we never dated. We never dated. We were friends. And years later, I moved off to somewhere. I married somebody. He married somebody. I wasn't married anymore. When he was married, we all went to church together. My sister was over the crying room when he and his wife had little ones. No idea where life would take us. Fast yeah. forward many, many years. Uh, in fact, 40 years after I met him. We get in, in due time, in due season. 40 years when you come out the wilderness. Hey. Well, here's what I'm saying. I uh, couldn't have seen the pieces that came together. And I use the, the part that we went to church together for a reason. And it is to say that in this season, when I'm as a college president and all that's on my plate, God knew what I needed, what we needed in this season for someone who's 51. And this is for somebody who's listening. I feel it in my spirit right now, who I've never had children of my own. I always wanted to be a mother, never had children. Um, I remember a point at which God um, spoke to me about that, but it wasn't coming. It wasn't showing up. I didn't see it. And my faith had waned. I'm going to be real honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known the Lord a long time. I am now um, the bonus mother to two beautiful girls, the same two girls that I would see in the crying room or the you know nursery that my sister ran at the church back in the day. They are 12 and 17, and they are a blessing to my heart. Um, mm. And there's more to the story than that. But you just, and at, at 50, I was good. I was going to work and I was going to run to college and, you know, go be fabulous and do the world. And do all the things. Do all the things. Two, a couple of things about that. Number one, I have been young and now am old. I ain't going to say old. I'm going to say older. <laughs> but I've never. But I've never. Seen the righteous. Seen the righteous. Forsaken. 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 Come on, sing it for me. Begging for bread. You know what I mean? It's like. You're not going to sing for me. I've never seen it. Listen. (laughs) Um, And you do that key change? I'm sorry. Focus. I can. You know I'm a choir director, so don't. I know. That's the best part. Don't don't tempt me, okay? But the thing is, is that that right there is such, that scripture, that that verse is a testimony. It It says, you know what? I've had some, some time to think about my experience with God. And when I think about it from a young age to an age of of maturation, I can tell you this. Hmm. I have never Mm -hmm. seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. And somebody, my testimony, I didn't meet my father till he was in the casket. Hello, somebody. So I know what it is to to neglect for people to neglect their seed. Everybody don't know their daddy. You a daddy's girl, but that's not my testimony. Okay, mm-hmm. now of course my stepdaddy is a different story, and I love him. And that, as far as I'm concerned, that is my daddy. Okay. But in terms of biologically, I've mm-hmm. I've seen people walk away from their children without a care in the world. Mm-hmm. But the Word of God says, "But when you're a child of God, I will never leave you fatherless." Period. Point blank. Point blank. <laughs> As the kids say, and that's on period. Okay, that's on 
period. That's right. And then I, I talked about this uh, this week. So I've been blessed to be able to do this confidence seminar and it was great. And especially because I was able to pull out my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, which is John six and nine. But what are these among so many? Mm. When Jesus <laughs> was ready to <laughs> feed the multitude. That's right. And had compassion on them, operating from a place of love and compassion, because that's how Jesus works. That's yeah. who he is. He had been preaching and teaching all day. The disciples was tired. They was on their way to the parking lot. And Jesus <laughs> looked and had compassion on, on them. them. And right. when he started talking about feeding them and the disciples were pushing back, like, look, that is not what was advertised. We ain't talked about fish sandwiches. You know, we, you, we've already done what we can do. They said, go see what's out there and found this boy with these two fish and these five loaves of bread. And when they found it at going back to your point about all we see is what we see. They said, but what are these mm -hmm. among so many yeah. in your hand? Nothing. But you're not in this That's by right. yourself. You're come not on. in this alone. You're you're not. Come on, Jesus. You are not solo dolo. Okay, this is not a one man operation. <laughs> okay, this is a partnership. The Bible says that we are co-laborers right. with Christ. That we are the church. Mm -hmm. We are the building. That, as Algero said, we are in this love together. Okay, yeah. and so because we're in this love together, we have to stop operating from the perspective that. Oh, woe is me. Oh, what I's going to do. Mm. I don't know nothing about no co Corona. I don't know nothing about bringing nothing to birth and life in, in the midst of all of this desolation and, and devastation and, and loss. That's just not who no. God is. So can I tell you this? I thought, so I've, I, you know, the Lord has said this to me. We have walked, and this will make me cry. We have walked hand in hand since I was a very little girl. I, I know the Lord, but when I tell you, we always have the opportunity to grow. This is, you know, this is the, the space that we're in. I am learning new levels of faith in this season, and I'm grateful for every opportunity. When I thought, if I ever think I have arrived, um, I got a family that says, okay, let, let's take it a little higher. And more than that, I've got a God that says, let's take it a little higher. Today, I spoke to my campus, sort of end of the semester conversation with my campus, and the conversation I had with them was about mobilizing for growth. Stop focusing on what we see. Now, I acknowledge there's been a lot of pain and loss and disappointment, but I also talked to them about how we reframe that in terms of what do we now know that we didn't know 10 months ago mm. that out of our pain helps us better understand the marginalized mm. and the hurting so that we can make a difference in their lives, so that we can um, be the better educators that we're called to be, that we can make a difference in our community, that we can foster economic growth. We don't have time to sit still and be, woe is me. There is a um, community, a world that's hungry and that needs what God has put in us. And how much more so for everybody who's listening? You don't get to sit still. We will not be in this place forever. Ecclesiastes chapter three, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun, right? Seasons have what? A definitive beginning and a definitive ending. That so means they come and they go. So whatever it is, it won't always be like this. Oh, there's a good song in there too. Mm, but it won't always be later. It'll turn in my favor. <laughs> you are right there. There it is. It's going to turn in my favor. So uh, yeah, I pushed them today and, and they responded. The push is talk to me, faculty, 
where are we going for the community that needs to upskill and people that sure better, you know, learn the language or that need to um, be prepared with new work opportunities? What are the new certificates and degrees? So that's just my industry, but multiply it across the world. This is an invitation to grow, to shift. But I hear your story, Dr. Shante, that uh, I'm not about to prophesy. Look how you looked at me. But um, when I hear your story. She will drop a prophetic word, y'all. I'm just letting you know she's that person. I mean, and she'll sneak it in so subtle. You'd be like, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't ready. (laughs) When I I hear um, what you describe to me, how faithful, how great is our God. He gave you a pause longer than what you even thought you needed. You look amazing my dear. Um, you don't look like what you've been through. You Praise God. Um, like you are ready to roll up your sleeves and take on a big challenge. The Lord has been dropping in my spirit. This is a season. He's expanding us. This isn't a shrink back in a corner and rest on your laurels. Being confident in this, that he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to finish what he started in us, even if he has to get us out the way to do it whatever it takes. Not only that, you said something. What do we now know that we didn't know 10 months ago that allows us to do our work better, that allows us to grow and expand? Mm-hmm. One of the blessings I will say is that of this whole pandemic experience is that it has exposed gaps that were cloaked <laughs> by what we consider normal. Okay, so there was there is this this push, you know, this urgency. Okay, okay, let's pipe down for now. We don't know what this is, but you know, I'll be glad when things get back to quote unquote normal. And listeners, I want you to to think about what have you discovered about yourself (laughs) that you would not have discovered about yourself had things been normal. What have you discovered about the people living up underneath your roof that you would not have known? Had things been back to normal? What have you discovered about your capacity, about your your mindset, about your limiting beliefs? You talking to a woman who then lost close to 40 pounds in the pandemic, but used to tell herself, oh, I can't work out at home. That I can't do that. Um, it, my bed is here. My, my comforts of, of, are here. I can't do that. And now I got a playlist, 50 videos deep on YouTube, exposed gaps that were cloaked by normality. And so in this season, Yes, there has been loss. There has been devastation. At the same time, there has been discovery. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we need to shift our focus. Not only right. what do we know about ourselves, what do we know about our loved ones, what do we know about our capacity, but what do we know about God today that we that did we not didn't know, know 10 Thanks. months ago? I feel like, so we, we've referenced music because we share we share a love for God and we share a love for music and of course education as well and God's people. But there's a there's a expression he'll do to trust. Um, I think about back in the day, I didn't always understand the uh, some of the songs, some of the the hymns and and things, um, the, the the words to the song. We'll understand it better by and by. By and by. By and by has come. By and by. <laughs> But there are things we understand. We understand what is the it? Uh, what is your it is what I hear you asking. So we'll understand it better by and by. Well, what's your it? What do you know better? What do you know more about yourself? What do you know more about who God is? Yes. And what he has 
you asked about a person's capacity. What do you know about God's capacity? What he has the capacity to be within you? Like that just, yes, that lights me up. I'm so excited. You know, you think about the Marion Williamson, um, who are you to play small? Um, you're playing small does not serve the world. Yes. Get out the way. Move. Like, get out the way. Like Luda say, is... get out the way. <laughs> Move. You gotta, you can't. There are too many people who's, and I remember saying this to you when you were just talking about doing a podcast. And I was like, go and be Dr. Shantae. And you were like, I don't know. Um, I shouldn't tell that. Because people, I you think can it's tell it because I didn't know nothing hear. about no podcasting, a birth of no babies. I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't. This is the thing for people to know, though, because they will see you as Dr. Podcast, Dr. Podcast, Dr. Shantae, and people hear you around the world. I recall we went to a Starbucks and I was honored. You had a, a, a mastermind group that you pulled together and that yes. um, you trusted us to speak into your life. And there was this place of almost bifurcation seemingly between the things you were pursuing and the natural and all the wonderful creativity and what you knew about who you were called to be um, and just the place that somebody got to affirm you and how it has exploded in your own life and ministry and the the multiplicative factor that you take it to so many other people that's what god's asking us to do is to get out of the way to be confident in him to stand up in the confidence in who he is in us because there's a world that's hungry and waiting for the gifts that are in us to rise up. Imagine if you had stopped at any of the points where you could have stopped. And, you know, I, I do and feel And don't grateful. think I didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I didn't try. But it's okay. Even in the future places where you may want to try, you don't have the luxury of stopping. I don't have the luxury of stopping. I've been trying to, I'll tell you this. I've been, maybe I shouldn't tell you because you're going to hold me accountable. Um, but I, no, that's a good thing. Do it. Speak it. I have five books. I know what they are. I, I need to drop them. I can't figure out when to do it, but it's no different than the weight loss. It just has to be done. It just has to get done. I, I remember when my spiritual leader, um, Apostle Rita J. Johnson, may she now rest in peace, when she had writing to do, she had to write a book. And I remember saying to her very clearly, this isn't just about you. There are people who need what you're going to write. And it doesn't get to get buried with you. I had no idea. Mm. Had no idea that she didn't have many more years ahead of her. But I did know that what she had was so essential that it had to get out. Confidence. I feel that very deeply. And what that makes me think about, and because y'all, real talk, you see this casual, calm conversation that we having about Jesus right now. We could have this conversation well into the night, but I know that y'all don't have that kind of time. So, um, <laughs> <The> hours late. <laughs> um, so what I will, will transition us to is what you made me think about when you said, what is the it? We'll understand it better by and by. What is the it? Listeners, believers, I truly believe every believer has a promised land. I don't know what that is for you, but every believer has a promised land. And I, I would definitely characterize 2020 as a wilderness. Okay. A wilderness. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. The wilderness was never supposed to be the Israelites final destination. That was not the purpose of the wilderness. The wilderness was designed to move them out of captivity 
give them a place to rest and reset and recharge and and gear yes, up and strengthen their themselves and their faith for mm. the transition that would be necessary to go into the promised land because as i said in the last episode the promised land Joshua didn't just roll up and it was like Shangri-La. He was like, hey, we up in this thing. <laughs> uh, no, no, it didn't work like that. He had to fight many battles to get something that was already promised to him that had already been assigned and dedicated. And so the purpose of the wilderness was supposed to be the training ground that would have allowed him to, to equip themselves in order to take that. But the problem was, mm. problem was, the problem was, as you said, you know, we don't move out the way. The problem was we got comfortable. They got comfortable in the wilderness. They got comfortable in the holding cell. They got comfortable in the in-between and never did the things that were necessary to equip them to, to, to fight the battles that were necessary where they were promised victory. That's the, other, that's the kicker. Not only were they promised the land, they were assured victory in every battle that was going to be necessary to acquire it but they got comfortable in the wilderness and because of that they wandered to the point where <laughs> they died mm -hmm. out and those uh like in a uh, death benefits you know that the beneficiary became the generation behind them and That's so right. listeners you have to start thinking about what is your promised land okay because as dr kenya said this didn't the, the COVID pandemic didn't come to stay. I mean, certainly it's been some time and, you know, we're, we're over it and it's been close to a year and all of that. But uh, you you hear the news. The vaccine is on the horizon and probably within the next six to eight months. I'm not going to say we're going to be back to normal, but we're going to be exponentially closer to mm -hmm. some semblance of normality than we were nine, ten months ago when all of this went down. And my question for you is, what are you doing in your wilderness? to prepare for the promises that God has prepared for you. That, that's where my thought is, Dr. Kenya. Deuteronomy chapter 8. You better bust seven. out that Old Testament scripture. <laughs> yes, with the Old Testament. Um, and I'm going to give it to you from the New International Version. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years yes. to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Hmm. Ah, Will you? Bullshit. Have you? What you standing on? Listen, to test you, to see what was in your heart. Listeners, what's in your heart? What is in your heart? Because the mumbling, the grumbling, and, and all of that. And, and let me, let me be fair. <laughs> let me be fair. If there was ever a year for mumbling and grumbling, uh, <laughs> 2020 has surely. It's it, a winner. It, it's a winner. Okay. Like it, it's a real contender <laughs> for that. At the same time, we always have a choice. We always have a choice whether we are going to devolve into our lower cell as the, the the youngsters like to say vibe on those lower frequencies okay <laughs> we, we have a choice whether we're That's going right. to do that or whether we're going to trust god and not just trust god to 
continue to sharpen our knives, to continue to sharpen ourselves, to continue to to do the things that will be necessary to fight the battle for the promise, okay? To fight the battle for the promise. And I'll say this and and offer you an opportunity to give your, your closing thoughts. I think that a lot of times people think about their Christianity like it's a crockpot. Set it and forget it. You just, I believe that the Lord is and boom shakalaka. I got my, my hell insurance. And so great. I've, I've gotten that badge and then that's it. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> this is a, this is a work. This is a working mm-hmm. dynamic. This is a, a, a constant working dynamic. Dr. Kenya says she's been walking with the Lord a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, since she was a, a, a little child. Mm-hmm. And even in this season, okay, some 40, 50 years late after walking with the Lord, she's still discovering nuances, okay? She's still like, oh, man, I thought I was there. I see I have some work yet still to do. Too you much know, work. <laughs> Bible, too much work. You know, the Bible says that we have to work out our own, own. salvation in, with mm-hmm. fear and trembling. We got to work mm-hmm. it out. And so if you have not embraced i will never forget when dr kenya was my boss she uh (laughs) she what what is how does she frame it every Mm -hmm. time there was a challenge she said okay so we have an opportunity i was like and you made that same face too Uh, same face (laughs) but i'm gonna give it to y'all like she gave it to me listeners you have an opportunity (laughs) (laughs) to show god what you really believe you have an opportunity to show God what's really in your heart you have an opportunity to show God that you are ready to possess the land that has been promised to you whatever that land is you have an opportunity in this pandemic to show God what's up mm. So you're not just going to drop the mic. <laughs> I could, <laughs> you know, but, but I wouldn't be a good host if I did that. So, so Dr. Kenya, uh, what would you have listeners to know as we close out the promise keeping series? This um, has been so amazing. Uh, I love the work you're doing and I just want to encourage uh, your listeners with this Romans 12 and 12 in the new living translation. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying that's That's the mic drop i will tell you this it's so funny that you pulled that out so listeners i think that there are some books of the bible that are more challenging than others and for various reasons right so i think that the book of daniel is a challenging book because it's so dense with prophecy that like it takes a while to kind of like get through that and you still may not even get to the bottom of it it's just a lot there But there are other books that are challenging because they're just hard to live by. And Romans (laughs) chapter 12, in my personal opinion, is beseeching us. And honey, Mm -hmm. he said, as much as lies within you, live at peace with all men. Because, honey, baby, (laughs) once once I got a chip on my shoulder, once you then then struck a match with me, it is Mm. hard for me to walk on the king's highway. Lord Jesus, um, work with me. But, you know, Romans 12, it is a process. Romans 12 is definitely one of those chapters where if you want to see where the rubber meets the road with your walk with the Lord, (laughs) read that chapter and you'd be like, I think that's also the one that says, uh, give no place to wrath. 
uh, I will repay, you know, the, um, Oh, vengeance is vengeance mine. Vengeance is yes. mine, says the Lord. I'm repay. like, mm, mm-hmm. well, work on me, Lord, you know, and, and all those things. Dr. Kenya, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and speak to us and minister to us and just give a word from the Lord with respect to God's promises. I do believe truly in this season mm. that not only are we coming out, but when it says, you know, they came out with great, they were oppressed 400 years and then they came out with great possessions. That's right. There have mm-hmm. been some gems. There have been some losses, some heartbreaking losses this year. I was at a funeral today, a young mm. man, 49 years old, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. And yet there have been some great possessions mm-hmm. that have come out of this. And listeners, I hope and, and truly pray that you will have the opportunity to seize that, to, to embrace that opportunity and do exactly what Dr. King said in Romans 12, 12. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. All amen. right, listeners. So you know where you can find me. Uh, you can hit me up at Dr. Shante says on Twitter, on Instagram. If you have not yet already subscribed so that you can get information about things that I'm doing outside of whole and complete and workshops and all that good stuff, then you just head to ready to believe.com and sign up for any of those free resources and that will put you right on the list and i pray that you will have a very blessed christmas and a happy new year and actually i want to leave you with my favorite uh benediction it's numbers chapter 6 verse 24 the lord bless and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you Amen. That is my prayer for you guys, for you listeners in 2020 as we wrap up this year. And I will see you in 2021. God bless. God bless.